hopefully I'll have the time and the energy to do more posting. But if I don't, then I'm not going to sort of be hard on myself. You've kind of got to just go with the flow with yachting, haven't you, and see what happens. Hey guys, you're listening to The Side Hustle Movement, a podcast for you, the high achieving female entrepreneur who's tired of their nine to five. Now, I know you're wanting to turn that side hustle into your full-time gig. Hell yeah. I'm Cherie Murray, ex-chef from the luxury super yachts. And now I'm living life on my own terms, helping women reclaim their financial sovereignty, time choice, and freedom back. Now, each week, I'm going to be bringing you tips and tricks straight to your phone that you can implement into your business. Are you ready to take your side hustle to the next level? All right, guys, today I am super freaking excited to bring to you guys so she can share her incredible story, Amelia. Amelia, thank you so much for jumping on. I've been following you for months now and I absolutely love what you're doing over on Instagram. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It's exciting. Like I was saying to you, it's my first time you're breaking my podcast virginity or whatever this ends up being. So thank you. I love that that you're up for breaking your comfort zone and doing new things. That's epic. Yeah. I mean, I suppose yachting trains us for that, doesn't it really? The kind of fear of the unknown and just getting on with it and doing it and realizing how awesome it is. Oh my God, I had never actually thought about that before, but that's so fun. <laughs> getting put into all those yeah. new situations and just having to deal with it. Like 50 people for lunch. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, I no that. worries. I mean, how old were you when you started yachting? I was 25. Yeah, I was 20. And I just said one day, oh, mom, dad, this is what I'm doing. I'm just going to go off to France. I haven't got a job yet, um, but I'm just going to, just going to show up and just stay in this hostel with a load of people and then maybe get a job. And they were just like, okay. I mean, they weren't actually, my mum was freaking out. My dad went very quiet, you know, and something's wrong when your dad goes quiet. Um, but I did it anyway, but honestly, you just don't know what on earth you're going to end up doing or the people you meet. But I suppose that's kind of what groups us all together. We're all a bit nuts like that, that we just go off and do this business. So never thought of that before. I love this. Um, It does prime us for so many great situations, including dealing with the unknown and coming up with a way to figure it out on the spot. I think that's why we're really quick at, really good at thinking on our feet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you obviously have the incredible Yacht Stu Inspiration Instagram page. You're putting a lot of incredible content out there, stuff that before we jumped on, I wish I had seen when I was, you know, because I'm in the freelance stage, I know you're doing rotation, but yachting can be really stressful. Mm. We're putting so much time into looking after other people. Uh, Me as a chef, I was always making sure the crew were okay, guests were okay, that everyone else was okay before I even looked after myself. And what I love seeing from your posts is, It's all about going within a little bit and looking after ourselves and just bringing up some topics that weren't really spoken about when I was still doing yachting, like full time. Yeah. What was the inspiration? Like what made you decide, okay, I'm going to start speaking about this. Like what brought the whole thing up? So I started, I actually started the page with a friend ages ago, maybe like two years ago, but it was very much sort of a faceless page and it was very much just tips and inspiration 
um, from table settings to laundry, etc. Um, but I think the passion wasn't really there. And then we ended up, she ended up moving more towards food styling and things which she's doing now. Um, she's doing amazingly. And I think at the time when we started it, I was a house manager in London, um, but thinking about going back to yachting. And so that was all kind of part of it. And then when I did actually get back into yachting, obviously you're just so busy as well that it just kind of, we lost our way with it. And then for a while I was thinking about how I did want to do more of like a personal page and bring some real like authenticity to it. But I don't know, it just, it wasn't the right time and I was overthinking it and worrying and what am I going to call the page because I need to change the name of it and do I do an intro video or is that really embarrassing? Like are people going to laugh at me? So all these things were going around in my head plus I was working um, and I just got back into the industry after a about a four year break. Um, so that was that was really intense. Um, and then basically cut to, it was maybe only about a month, six weeks ago, actually, that I kind of picked it up again. And I was in Amsterdam on my own in an apartment um, by choice. I wasn't in lockdown or anything, but I was just like, I need some time alone um, in a new city. And it just, I don't know, it just clicked. And I just thought, for God's sake, just just do it. Just put a couple of videos out there or whatever and see what happens. You don't need to change the name. I didn't even change the bio straight away and just threw it out there. Actually, my first post was sort of like a headshot of me. It looks professional, but it was actually taken on an iPhone by a um, recruitment agent and then edited it. And then I did some like, I just went through my camera roll and you know, you just you always send silly photos to your mates or whatever of you like with a chin or like crying or whatever. And so I just did a scroll of like, this is what you think that we look like as, you know, interior managers or purses or chief shoes. This is what we actually look like. Fleece on, crying or puffy eyes because you're tired or just pulling a stupid face, just like kill me, whatever. Um, and people responded to it. So I was like, oh, this is actually, this is quite fun. Um, so yeah I think we were sort of speaking a little bit before about how we put a lot of pressure on ourselves sometimes to do things we think that we should um I should set up this page or I should do this or I should do that and I was actually causing myself quite a lot of stress and then um I do have a coach and she just said to me look you've got these ideas about where you want to go and you want to help people but why don't you just chill out for a minute and you know you're on rotation just spend some time relaxing and then one of her big bits of advice to me which seems so silly now is what do you want to do do what you want to do and I was like oh what do you mean she was like well you're talking about a lot of shoulds what do you want to do so I spent a week just chilling out and then at the end of that week that's when I felt ready to pick up the phone and have a go I love it that's a really good question what do you want to do because we do get we do get caught up in the what we should do, how we should be. And I've had the same thing, how I should be presenting myself on my social media platforms. I've fallen into, you know, times when it's been all very businessy and it's started to feel very unauthentic to me because I like to have fun. I love to show the realistic side of being in business and being in yachting and chefing because it can look super glamorous. We get to go to some incredible places, have some beautiful lunches in some of the best restaurants in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we've got the Q-tips and we're cleaning in between like our fridges or we're like, more often than not, it's like cleaning, detailing, up at all hours, 
shotting a lot of coffee, but still I wouldn't trade those memories for the world. It's the industry. I love tapping in and out of it. I love it so freaking much, but it is a lot of people see the store, the glory, but they don't see the actual story. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think another thing that fed into it was on my personal Instagram, uh, a couple of years ago, I was scrolling and I just had this sense of like anxiety in my chest. Everyone feels that I think in different places, but I sort of feel it like here, almost like this rumbling. And I was thinking, Oh, what is that? I don't know. Like there's nothing going on. I don't know. I'm anxious. And the only thing I could put it down to is the fact that at the time I was scrolling on Instagram and then I started to look at who I was following uh, and I was following a lot of people and a lot of them were very fake accounts, um, people that look like models and skinny or like super photoshopped or those feeds. We've all seen them and they are beautiful where they're beautifully cur- curated or whatever. But I think as I look at individual images, I wasn't thinking, oh, I wish I looked like that. But I think just overall I was taking in this constant content of you're not good enough or you should be better or you don't look right or you need to buy more things and then you'll be happy. So I spent a while just really consciously unfollowing people that I felt weren't giving me any good feelings or good content and then following people that were more authentic. And now my Instagram is mainly like dogs, houses, and then like these amazing group of women who all sort of seem to be connected um, that will show what it looks like when they're bloated after eating a pizza or what real bodies look like or sat on the sofa. They can look glamorous one day because absolutely, why shouldn't you put makeup on and feel good? But another day, then they've got the hoodie on and no makeup and pseudocreme on their face because they've got a spot. And I became so sort of surrounded by all that content that then when I started to dip back into my more yachty page where I was following more yachty people I did just think that it can be much more polished like you were saying the whole yachty world and it is glamorous at times and it is amazing at times and we do go to amazing places but also there's the other side and so I wanted to show a bit more of the other side um, but funnily enough since I started it I haven't actually been on board so yeah. I'm quite excited to get back and hopefully I'll have the time and the energy um, to do more posting but if I don't then I'm not going to sort of be hard on myself you've kind of got to just go with the flow with yachting haven't you and see what happens but hopefully there'll be some nice sunsets in there or something yeah 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 definitely for sure and just even being able to showcase a little bit of what it is like to be in the industry and that's why I love when I'm doing my freelance gigs is it's the opportunity to show what life is like i a lot of my freelance gigs have been cooking in villas for race crew the last few years. So, but still even being able to showcase that it can look glamorous. The reality is there's five trolleys behind me cooking for 38 hungry men. <laughs> that sounds fun. I want to come on that job. It was well, if I need another freelance, <laughs> I do get a sous chef. So I'm, useless. I'm absolutely useless. You don't, unless they eat beans on toast, which is an English staple. Then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and I love you said something before we started recording here about the whole collaboration that's happening in the industry. We are seeing a massive shift, which I'm absolutely loving. I know you're loving, of your crew becoming more conscious about giving more time to themselves. We spend so much time looking after guests, looking after crew. Like I know how much work you guys you stews put into 
making sure us crew have the right body washes, our favorite body mm -hmm. washes, our favorite shampoo, all that stuff. And my goodness, do you notice that when you start living on land? So yeah. <laughs> When someone's no longer topping up the to your toilet paper. No, these things don't just automatically appear outside your door. It's so strange, isn't it? I know, I miss that. Oh my <laughs> and we just put so much love and care into others that we kind of fall behind the scenes, right? We, we end up being last on our list of caring. So I love that you're starting to put a lot of content out there, especially that journaling post, you mm -hmm. know, that post you did about journaling and the, how incredible it can be in a game changer. I myself know the effects of journaling and how much it helps my mindset. And I wish I had, I didn't know about journaling or anything like that. It was probably too woo woo for me back then, six yeah. years ago. Still. Same. But we're seeing a massive shift to a lot more yacht crew in my feed are talking about it as well. And I know you mentioned the same thing. Like, how much of that are you seeing within the industry, like people becoming more conscious of looking after themselves? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad thing to have to bring up, but um, so just a quick bit of background. So I started yachting when I was 20 till about 24, I think. Yeah. No, 23, and then took about four years out and then I've come back and more senior positions. Maybe it was happening before and we didn't hear about it, but I just feel like in the last couple of years, we've heard of more suicides happening and depression and things. And I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to talk about it, but it's really sad that it's meant that these tragedies have had to happen before we do. But I often think yachting is almost a little bit behind other industries in a sense you know corporates have been talking about mental health first aid um and things like that for years and we're only just catching up so better late than never um but you know it's got to come from the top it's got to come from the management agents and it's got to come from the captains and i've been really fortunate on my last couple of boats to work with captains that do recognize the importance of it and especially around covid so i was on a boat um in we were crossing when the whole world started to shut shut down oh, and we were on our way to barcelona we got to las palmas which was our first stop and then i think the day after we got there they wouldn't have let us in and i actually spoke to a few people that were on boats like just floating around in the um mediterranean like somebody let us in so we ended up being in las palmas for i think six weeks and it was such a strange time because normally you're either on boss trip or charter or whatever go 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 then you're in the shipyard it's a different type of go 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 but we were completely in limbo no man's land and we're all kind of used to COVID now, but at the beginning, if people can remember, like it was quite panicking and there was a lot of people really panicking and not being able to get home. What if my family get ill? What if my kids get ill? Like what if people die and I can't be there? Like it was really stressful. Um, I did see this. Yeah. It was just after we were yeah. if we could get back home. It was so weird. It was, yeah, beyond anything I ever thought I'd experience in my life. Yeah, and I was, I was saying to a friend the other day who's land-based, but it's such a weird feeling that, especially when you travel a lot, like if something bad happened in a country, we're very fortunate that we could just get on a plane and leave and go somewhere else. But it's quite um, claustrophobic, I find, to think that you cannot get away. There isn't really anywhere you could go. You go to a different country where it's not so bad and then it rises. When I first got to Amsterdam, everywhere was open. No one was wearing masks. By the time I left, 
everywhere was shut. You know, in the UK, everywhere was closing at 10. But then in Amsterdam, everywhere was shut. And then I came back to the UK and then everywhere shut down. Like it's just constantly changing. There's nowhere you can go and you just kind of got to right. sit. Right. I've just realised I haven't actually answered your question. We just went on a no, tangent. No, I love the tangent. Like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it even is people's stories. Yeah, it's so interesting to reflect on what it was like at the beginning when, when COVID did hit because it was a totally different scenario. It was so new. You're so right. We're used to it now, but I'm definitely not used to being, not being able to travel. I would normally be planning to go back home to New Zealand, Australia now, but even even that's not available to me with all the quarantine and stuff. Yeah. up Very quickly. And we are, we're so used to traveling at a moment's notice. It's very confronting, isn't it? And it makes, you know, but I think really sort of grasping for the positives here. So on my boat at the moment, we're having a lot of issues with sorting out people's visas, Schengen's, B1, B2s, pretty impossible at the moment to get um they were always difficult parts of the job but now they're nearly impossible once the world goes back to normal we'll think oh it's easy at least there's no covid so on the flip side hopefully we'll realize how how yeah fortunate we were and are and will continue to be oh definitely i've got so much gratitude for what everything i was able to do and and still able to do you know there are so many positives uh, we've just got to take what we can and and yeah when it does go back to whatever when we can travel and stuff again and get those visas and I'm grateful mine haven't expired yet yeah, <laughs> like, <me too. laughs> I'm so grateful but yeah just when we can travel again at the whim of a drop of a hat to yeah. just be grateful that that is not normal for everyone mm. you know people might not have the the careers that allow them to do it or the means uh yeah i think it's just really important to realize how privileged we are but then also you know not to feel so guilty for that that you then don't take full advantage of it it's a waste if you don't and i think that's something if we talk about regrets looking back when my first time yachting i didn't journal so i mean some of the stuff i used to get up to it was like the wild west back then i mean maybe it's good i don't want it in writing but yeah we used to get up to all sorts and that you know i remember bits but you forget a lot um and then also, yeah, just taking advantage of the travel. Um, I don't feel like I did that as much. You know, people back home look at you and say, you're traveling all the time. And I say, yes, I, I was. But a lot of time I was on the boat. I didn't really do much travel where I actually experienced the places. But this was meant to be my time. But obviously, COVID had other ideas. But once COVID's over, then, you know, in my 60s, I can travel. <laughs> Do it back to it. I know I had um I had this summer planned for exploring Europe, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well now I get to focus on other things. And what's come out of my COVID is is learning to relax, is to take more downtime for me. Yeah, I've always been quite an obsessive worker. I'll push, 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 and it really allowed me the chance and the opportunity and the time to slow down. Yeah. So I'm definitely grateful for that. So I love that you've taken pluses out of it as well and gratitude. I think it's interesting what you said about um, looking back to our younger selves and like what we could have done better and what we would have learned. And I, yeah, I didn't do any journaling or anything like that. And I'm, I mean, if anyone's watching that's English, like I'm originally from the North. So we're very sort of like stoic and 
sort of down to earth and not woo woo at all and my mum's very woo woo um and so I think I've always gone the opposite um she'll talk about things just, oh, it's ridiculous you know um but as I've got older I do I have started to take some of that in and you know not just disregard things because they might might sound different or they might sound woo woo when I think if more of this stuff had been around it would have helped me a lot because you are put in difficult situations and I mean, we all know it, but such small spaces with some crazy characters and I probably didn't, didn't deal with some of the situations as well as I could have done. You never can really, you always oh, look back to it, but I, it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted to make my page kind of fun and I sort of take the mick out myself and you know, whatnot, because there's the other side of sometimes these wellness brands, um, saying look after yourself and look after you and do this and do that that's just another way of us feeling like we're not doing enough or we're not doing it right and when I wear yoga pants and a sports bra you know I've got a roll of fat hair and on the back and um you know my downward dog's terrible and all these you know different things but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it like my favorite way of doing yoga is in the cabin in my pajamas you just roll out of bed and then onto the mat and then corpse pose you know love it <laughs> but yeah the point I'm trying to make is we can do all this stuff but still there is a bit woo-woo but still be ourselves and still have a sense of humor and not take ourselves too seriously because otherwise like I said it just becomes another thing that we're doing a shit job of sorry to use a swear word but no it's all good I swear all the time <laughs> it's all good um I love that you said that because yeah it doesn't just because we want to start journaling or we want to start doing this getting into yoga it doesn't mean we have to be perfect it's just making the effort when it suits us you know I'm not consistent with journaling by any means but when I do it I do feel freaking amazing and I'm not going to, you know, put myself down or say anything negative to myself if I can't do it every morning because things happen, things come up. You know, we can just do the best we can with the resources we've got. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do find it comes in waves. I was thinking back to my first Chief Stew job that I said in the video that was when I first started journaling and I was really into it then I remember my cabin mate who I used to go on with so much she'd be like can you stop writing because I really want to talk to you and I'm like just like this like right 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 and had so much to say and at the moment I was thinking god I've just done a video on journaling but I haven't actually journaled in ages am I a fraud and I thought no I'm not because I still stand by everything that I said and I know that I it's there I know exactly where it is and I'll pick it up when I need it but some, like I said sometimes you'll you literally cannot get you cannot download the words quick enough. And then other times you don't really need it and that's fine. And it's just accepting you do it when you want to do it. And yeah, I think this year I've just let go of a lot of shoulds. Or I trying love to. Yeah. yeah. I, lo I love the, what do you want to do question? That I know it seems so simple, doesn't it? But honestly, I talk a lot and I was like, yeah, I'm, stumped. I'm so stumped. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, it's a pretty simple question, really. And I was like, yeah, but mm, what do you mean? <laughs> so, me a little bit, to be fair. <laughs> you think like today, what do you want to do? Yeah, like today I want to go to the beach and I will. But I'm like, <laughs> if I think about the future, what do I want to do? There's so many different things. I'm not sure I could even pinpoint like a quick answer. I'd be like, oh, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. 
But there's also some shoulds. Well, I should do this. And it's really hard to separate as well. Um, yeah. Is it a real, is it a should or is it really yeah. something you want to do? But another, actually, you just made me think, I was reading this book. It was really woo, actually. I haven't finished it. But there's this one bit that this guy said, and it was amazing. And he was saying, you know how we talk about intuition and listen, listening to your gut, which is all well and good, but it's quite hard to know in the moment because um, yeah. you have so many thoughts going around in your head and you look back and you think, Oh, made the right decision there or made the wrong decision he described it as when you're thinking about something some decision that you're making does it feel heavy or does it feel light and that really resonated with me and it can it doesn't work for every scenario but for example I bought a property I was really lucky to buy a place um, a couple of years ago I was only 22 um, but I was sort of on a busy charter boat and I was just so blasé about it I was like yeah you know I, I think I actually put an off I think I bought it without even seeing it. I sent my mom and she was like, yeah, looks good. Sent me some photos. I was like, cool. And my uncle said to me, you're just so chilled about this. I don't understand. I think it just felt so light and it just felt right. And I just went for it. Whereas fast forward to now, um, I was living with a partner, um, but we broke up. And so then I've been, I've moved to a different city and I was like looking at buying places, but the whole thing just felt so heavy and everything felt like such effort, the solicitors and the estate agents. And yeah. I felt really stressed by it. And then I thought, if you feel stressed by it, you're really lucky you can stay with your friends for the moment and just don't do it. So I pulled out, uh, that's sort of a couple of months ago, whereas now I've started to look again um, and it feels much lighter this time. So I'm just, I'm just going with it. Does it feel light or does it feel dark? I love that because, yeah, it should just flow. That's another little hot word right now. But it feels like it's flowing and it's light and it's an easy decision. Um, yeah, the main word, just being easy and in flow. It's definitely, but, yeah, if it feels heavy and you're stressing over it, then it probably isn't the right. That's a great way to, like, really tune into your gut because it's not always easy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what do I really want to do? Does this feel good? Sometimes I've really got to think about it, which probably means it's not really the right decision. But <laughs> other times it's easy. It is. I mean, it is quite simplistic and you've got to be careful when you say these things because then people will say, sometimes if you're making a huge life decision, obviously there's going to be aspects that are stressful. It's never as black and white as that. Um, but I just think it's another like handy little tool that I think about when um trying to make decisions but i mean hindsight is always going to be have a better vision than looking into the future but um yeah i just it really resonated with me and i think it works across all sorts of different things whether you're changing jobs thinking about maybe meeting someone you've met someone how do you feel about them um you've got to bring logic into these things but if you want to tap into intuition then yeah i just liked that quite a lot yeah yeah and just trusting yourself trusting the process and yeah, you're right. It's different for every situation and you just got to take it into account and and just make your own judgment 100%. So I'm super grateful that you jumped on here today to like share your story, share what you're doing. Like, as I said before, like the content you put out is amazing and I do wish I had seen that and gotten into it years and years and years ago, but everything happens perfectly, right? And it's all about timing. Timing, mm -hmm. timing wasn't right then. So I know how many people you're helping just by doing your posts and showing up authentically because that's something massive for me too is am I being authentic? Is this really me? Am I trying to make something too perfect? 
you know, just really helping and serving others. I love that you're doing that. And I'm going to make sure your any social media handles you want are put with this podcast. But since you're really into personal development and so am I, I would love to know, just to wrap this up, what is your favorite personal development book? Like audio books when I was yachting, like, and whenever I'm still freelancing, it's my best time to be listening to books. I can read so many, listen to so many in a day. So what would be your recommendation for any fellow yacht crew member, a cool book they can listen to while they're working? What's your go-to? I'm trying to think of just one. Can I, can I have three? Yeah, of course. Of course. (laughs) Okay. So there's one called you are a badass by Jen Sincero. Uh, she did, yeah, she did You're a Badass at Making Money as well, but I would just go for You're a Badass first because, um, like I said, a lot of self-help things can be quite preachy, but she, I think, yeah, she's American. She says fuck a lot. She's very sort of down to earth and just tells you how it is. Love that a lot. I That's love her. She's so real. Starter one. Yeah, I gave that to my mum actually as an audiobook um, because she was kind of new to this world of self-help and she loved it so kind of across all the ages and then the other one was um untamed by glennon doyle i don't know if you've heard of that oh no but i'm gonna look it up yeah it's really good it's basically the premise is how when we're born you know we we don't know anything we don't have any conditioning but then as we grow even just as young women we start to then become tamed Mm -hmm. and so it's all these things like you know at school don't be bossy. Why, why is a woman bossy and why is a boy assertive? Um, and ma- all the ideas around, I don't know, marriage or how relationships should be or sexuality or work and all these things. And we're just constantly bombarded and we become tamed. So her book's all about becoming untamed and being who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And also, you know, it's really interesting because she's American, which I'm not. She's in her 40s, which I'm not. She's religious, which I'm not. And then she basically becomes gay or bisexual i'm not sure how she labels herself but she she switches sexuality which i also haven't but there was so much i could relate to um which just shows that she's a completely different person to who i am but um we're all connected and then the third one sorry (laughs) no don't sorry i'm i love books i love reading so i'm all for having three (laughs) the third one is called women don't owe you pretty by florence given she's this i think she's only 21 she's an absolute powerhouse she um does illustrations that are very sort of 70s vibe um and she's very much a feminist and so she brought out a book she got really popular on on instagram and it's a mixture of her really cool artwork and it's all about sort of sisterhood and bringing women up and not tearing each other down and is just it's great and i think that's another great one for young women but also women of all ages and men as well men can read these books too yeah 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 exactly exactly if there's any yacht guys listening to this they can (laughs) (laughs) but i'm looking forward to those last two you're right um you're a badass is a great book it's it's light it's real it's authentic um, but also lots of great information in there that's helpful and that you can that you can implement. You know, you can when you read something, listen to something, you get to choose what you take away from it. You might not agree with everything in the books or the videos that you watch, but there's I find there's always something. I just take what I need at that time. Yeah. 
And I remember the Jen Sincero one just being incredible and so real and easy to listen to us. I yeah, was, I actually came back to it. So I read it the first time. And actually, I've just remembered, I, I was like, right, I'm going to start posting, you know, this time when I was in, um, in Amsterdam and I was a little bit unsure. And I thought, I'm just going to listen to You're a Badass because I've already got it on Audible. I can re-listen. And I binge read it in a day. And then I posted. So it was just that kick up the ass I needed and it worked. So highly recommend. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, Han. Well, I want to thank you so much again for jumping on. I appreciate your time. And I know like this subject is just something I'm super passionate about helping others, you know, get into their own personal development, getting into being more conscious of looking after themselves and whatever way works for them. I know we're limited with time when we're working those crazy charters, you know, just even and on deliveries, all that sort of jazz. So any little tips and tricks we can share, like with our Yachty tribe is just incredible. So I look forward to continuing to watch your journey unfold on Instagram and just thank you so, so much for jumping on and sharing your story today. I know so many people are going to get so much value from this. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, thank you so much. And I could talk, I'm also really passionate. I could talk about it for days and I was thinking there's yeah. so much more I want to say, but obviously we can't talk forever. So, you know, maybe another time we can do a part two or something because yeah, uh, I'm a real chatterbox. Love it. Hey, Jan. Thanks so much for listening. Now, if you loved this episode and know a fellow female entrepreneur that's going to benefit from all the truth bombs I dropped in this episode, make sure you share it with them on your Instagram stories. I want to hear all your takeaways. So make sure you tag me as well, Sheree underscore Murray. Until next time, love from Palmer.